2: about you seems different. I can't quite figure it out. She got legs, you idiot.
1: make us enemies welcome back to the cinemania world podcast and our current review of the new the little mermaid i am today's host larry and i am excited to be joined by some special folks from our team first up from candid cinema we have manda hi manda
0: hi i'm so excited that i'm on this review with you guys it's uh it's gonna be interesting so i'm pumped Oh,
1: well, (laughs) joining Manda on this interesting review, we have from the Cinemania World team and his Tyler Calvert YouTube channel, Tyler. Hey, Tyler.
2: Hello, it's nice to be back talking some movies with you guys. Uh, It should be an exciting time talking about the latest Disney live action remake.
1: Yes, these live action remakes uh, always bring out spirited conversations, and it seems The Little Mermaid uh, may be the most spirited conversations of them all. So it should be a fun review, as Manda so lovingly put. <laughs> But before we get into our thoughts on the film, The Little Mermaid tells the story of the youngest of King Triton's daughters, Ariel, a beautiful and spirited young mermaid with a thirst for adventure. Longing to find out more about the world beyond the sea, Ariel visits the surface and falls for the dashing Prince Eric. Following her heart, she makes a deal with the evil sea witch Ursula to experience life on land. The 2023 live action, The Little Mermaid, is directed by Rob Marshall, who himself is also no stranger to the Disney live action trend. And the film stars Halle Bailey, Jonah Howard King, Melissa McCarthy, Javier Bardem. Jacob Tremblay and David Diggs. Oh, and Aquafina.
2: Um, so, <laughs> not, not, <laughs> not all of that. Oh, and Aquafina. And Aquafina.
1: Uh, so, The Little Mermaid is, I know some people are trying to say this is a reinterpretation, an adaptation of the Hans Christian Andersen book, but let's be clear. They have the songs. It follows the actual story of the film. It does not follow the book's story any closer than the 1989 animated film does. It's a remake of the Disney film. They remade their own film. They didn't reinterpret the original fairy tale. So I just need to put that out there because I've seen some people trying to be like, it's not a remake. No, no, it's a remake. But... (laughs) regardless let's go ahead and jump into some overall thoughts on the film starting with you nanda
0: yeah um i really enjoyed it i was surprised i mean between ariel and Belle, like those are the my two favorite disney princesses and i don't want to talk about beauty and the beast ever again um because that live action (laughs) is not up to par whatsoever so um I was really impressed with this. I think Rob Marshall brought like the stage production and the animated feature, um, together. Like he really combined it. He used his musical, uh, chops, especially because Chicago is like one of my favorite, favorite films of all time. Um, so I was impressed with the ability of combining both. Um, I think the new songs that were added were fine. I preferred, um, what was it Uncharted Waters to uh, Scuttlebutt? But Scuttlebutt is growing on me, and it's catchy. Oh, well. But <laughs> um, <laughs> but I I really liked it. I like that we got more of a backstory with Prince Eric. I like that um, they changed their relationship a bit. I think the whole love at first sight. Romance is a bit outdated, especially in today's dating climate. It's ridiculous. So I think like the the slow burn and spending time with Eric and uh, Ariel was well needed, and it's a good adjustment. Um, I thought Halle Bailey was stunning. I think uh, without hallie Bailey, this movie would have been way worse than it was. Um, I don't think it's a terrible live action remake. I do think it's one of the better ones that we've gotten. Um, And yeah, I just, I think as a whole, uh, they did a good job and uh, I like what they added as well.
1: All right, Tyler, overall, what did you think of The Little Mermaid?
2: Yeah, I mean, I definitely echo some of the things that Manda said, because for me at least, I've always kind of been very mixed in general on the live action remakes, because they're not all horrible or anything. There are definitely several that I do quite enjoy, especially uh, Cinderella. Cinderella, I think, is still my favorite among all the live action remakes, which is kind of the first one of the, this See? string, really. Yeah. But um, but as far as The Little Mermaid is concerned, um, for the most part i thought it was pretty solid i mean the little mermaid wasn't my favorite of the disney renaissance era films growing up but i always quite appreciated for the most part everything about it especially the music the music is always one of the biggest things that stuck out to me and for the most part that's kind of how i you know feel about the remake the songs at least the ones that you know the from the original i think they're all for the most part still pretty strong the newer songs, I didn't really care for the majority of them. Unfortunately, Scuttlebutt was probably one of the worst defenders <laughs> of of those newer songs. I mean, it, it's just more of like a, I guess, a Lin Manuel Miranda thing because, like, I'm I'm kind of I'm not I wouldn't say I'm over Lin Manuel Miranda at this point, but I just feel like some of the projects he's he's injected into don't fit what the movie is going for. But for the overall movie, I think for the most part, it does do a good job as a live action remake. It definitely captures a lot of that same magic from the 1989 film. I like some of the additions, you know, some of the revisions, I guess you could say, because I do think the romance angle in general is much more improved in the remake as opposed to in the original. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Halle Bailey, I mean, I think Halle Bailey is the thing that really kind of keeps everything going here she's kind of the main spotlight as far as deserving the most praise because i think without such a excellent performance from her not just acting wise but singing wise for all of the gorgeous songs from the original and some of the newer songs because she sings some new songs in this too uh i think it wouldn't have been as good if she didn't give such a fantastic performance
1: yeah, they definitely knew, like, oh, this girl has a special voice. So we need to write at least one new song for her. And then we're also going to inject her into other songs that Ariel originally doesn't sing in. <laughs> so.
2: yeah, that, yeah, that was interesting <laughs> re- watching it. It's like, because I had to re- remember, I was like, wait, she she wasn't in this in the original. Yeah
1: so they definitely knew and i i echo a lot of the same sentiments as well pretty much hallie bailey elevates the entire film for me if they had cast anyone else and probably would like fall pretty flat for me personally but she is ariel if you've watched this film there was so much obviously toxic horrible racist uh casting controversy with her but once you see the film i literally can't imagine anyone being a better Ariel than she was in this film. Mm -hmm. I can't can't imagine it. I don't think it exists. And I think they chose literally the best person they possibly could have to fill this role. Not only the singing is amazing, but she just really captures this kind of wide eye curiosity of Ariel, particularly once they're up on land and they're like determined little bit of brattiness of Ariel when we're in the water um, yeah Amanda I know that's why you liked Ariel I knew I knew it I, I called know. it I was like Amanda she loved Ariel as a little girl because she can yeah. she was a little brat too I know it yeah um,
2: <laughs> it's all coming together now. It's all coming together.
1: Uh, but she also, I agree that the romance actually is a lot better in mm-hmm. this remake than compared to the animated original, which is where I think the added time works when we just get more time between Eric and Ariel. I did like the the little bit of extra backstory to Eric as well because it, it helps the audience understand how similar they are um, Mm -hmm. and why they would fall for each other in the span of three days. You know, like it makes (laughs) sense to you here rather than in the original. It's like, yes, he's pretty and has blue eyes, I guess. Um, So. It's
0: literally what it was. True.
1: Yeah. Uh, But the, the voice performances outside of Ariel, I don't think are great. Um, Sorry. (laughs) Including our Prince Eric. I think he as an actor is wonderful and he's very charming and he has wonderful chemistry with Hallie. That new song for him. A little bit shouty for me. He's kind of (laughs) just yelling on the soundtrack um, when he's trying to hit them big notes. It's a little flat. Um, Aquafina, we should have kept her as far away from the mic as possible. I'm sorry. I'm seeing a lot of people trying. Literally, that Scuttlebutt is the worst new song in any of these Disney live action remakes. The worst that they've injected. It is horrible. Yeah.
2: I'm trying to think of, like, the other ones from the other films I didn't enjoy all that much. As oh, far as, like, the newer stuff, of course. I'm yeah. To think, but I, I guess probably because it's the most recent, it would it would it probably has to be at least in the bottom five. It's, just, it's just
1: terrible. Like, and so narratively, I don't like the new song for Ariel either. As a song, I like it because she sings it so well and it's kind yeah. of emotive. But in the narrative... It kind of dumbs down the story to me too much. Like I, I don't like it in the film itself, but on its own, it's okay. Um, <laughs>
2: but- it's just, it's just the, it's just the Lin Manuel Miranda isms. It's just like I, I like Lin Manuel Miranda. It's just I feel like just the, his. His type of music, like it's always like Hamilton. It's Hamilton, and <laughs> pretty much it's pretty much Hamilton in everything. You know, it's in the Heights. Yeah. it's uh, some of the Mary Poppins stuff, and, and, and then Konto. you have Encanto, of course. It's, mm-hmm. yeah. It's just like it always just feels like you you know it's Lin Manuel Miranda. There's no if ands or buts of what's what in this is Lin Manuel Miranda and what isn't. And like, he always has tell. a
1: scuttlebuttish kind of song like that rap. He <laughs> yeah. always gives us a rap in every single one of that's these movies he's
2: worked on. That's what I'm that's what I'm saying. That's the Lynn Manuel Miranda isms. It's always like, oh yeah, that's what he does. He always has he, it doesn't matter what the project calls for. It's always just some rap. And I know
1: Aquafina was a rapper, but oh my gosh. and I also understand that she's a bird, so she's supposed to kind of squawk. But it's yeah. just so unpleasant to the ear. Like it's just, oh my gosh, it's so I, grating. Like having her I, screech into my face like that. I, oh my god. I, I
2: thought I thought it was interesting. They changed the species of her character. For they the say, they
1: changed them all. They changed the species of well, crab. Really cool they book. changed the species <laughs> of fish. They changed the species of bird. <laughs> and I don't really know why. Because it's not like they were more expressive or looked better. I, I don't. I don't get it. I
2: guess. I guess maybe like. I guess maybe. uh, for Aquafina's character, maybe it was to keep her underwater longer and make sense, I guess. Maybe
1: that species of bird can hold its breath longer. I I don't know. Um, They tried. But apparently, the the type of crab that Sebastian is in this live-action can't swim, so there's that, too. But, you know, uh, good times. It comes in handy, I suppose. Uh (laughs) 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 But I think... Otherwise, though, everything outside of just establishing their romance, uh, for me, made the film too long. Uh, It doesn't need to be over two hours in my eyes. It Mm -hmm. it drags too long, and I don't get it. All of these live-action remakes are over two hours, and it's like what in the world? Like even the Dumbo the Dumbo one is the worst offender because the original Dumbo is sixty minutes long, and the live-action one is over two hours, and you're like, what? Why?
0: I watched that in IMAX and I've regretted it ever since.
2: Like,
0: I know. My entire family was like, I love Dumble. Let's go watch it. And I'm like, Dumble's like the one that you don't go watch in IMAX.
1: Yeah, I know. Uh, I know. know. Be careful. Tread lightly. Uh, But no, it's just, it's too long. Part of that is those new songs. Um, And part of that, you just wonder because for story wise, it is exactly the same as the animated like of course they embellish and they add new stuff but if you just look at the beats of the story they don't add any new story points here we start end same exact place all of the big moments are exactly the same so you're just like wow how did they inject 40 minutes into the exact (laughs) same story
2: (laughs) That's that's what I guess so interesting about these remakes the Disney, well I guess also just the duality between the theatrical ones versus the ones they they send to Disney Plus the Disney Plus remakes cuz the Disney <laughs> Plus remakes they're all relatively short, yeah, the short where, ones. <laughs> whereas whereas all the ones they push out to the theaters they're really long cuz like I'm trying the most recent one Peter Pan uh, Pan, uh Peter yeah. Pan and Wendy that's like an hour 45 yeah it's under 2 hours uh, <laughs> Pinoc- Pinocchio Pinocchio was like oh, around the geez, same time
0: geez, and,
1: and that was even too long. Even Ooh. short, it was too long. That was yeah. Yeah, but
2: it, it it is fascinating though that those are the ones they you know they Disney Plus as opposed to these big long theatrical ones. Okay, the man. Movies, I guess they Sorry. care more about maybe. <laughs> no, I have a question for you. Oh Lord! Since you
1: like it the most, yeah.
2: uh, how would you rank
1: the new songs they've given the love interests in these three Renaissance films? So we have the Evermore song from Beauty and the Beast that Beast sings. We have Speechless uh, that. Jasmine sings from Aladdin. And now we have this one that Eric sings. How would you rank Amanda?
0: Speechless is first. I I really, I love that one. Like I I actually teared up with that. (laughs) She did such a good job, like with um, expressing the emotional side through that song. So I really liked it. It's a beautiful addition to that, to that movie. And I think it was necessary for Jasmine. Um, I liked Uncharted Waters. I really did. I, like, I teared up. I think it was in context of, like, Eric feeling something um, and, like, the beginning of something and, you know, searching for the person to understand him. And I think that's what, that was the main connection to Ariel um, that we didn't originally have in the animated feature. So I think that kind of spoke to me more. And no offense to Dan Stevens, but (laughs) Evermore was, like, the most boring one. um, And I just have a, per- I have a vendetta against Beauty and the Beast. Like I just, <laughs> be listen, oh, no. I watched Beauty and the Beast like a million and one times as a kid. And then I was in the stage production. I played Cogsworth on top of that. So I was like, oh. I'm so attached to that <laughs> script um and that like a a disney film in particular so it just really hurt that movie so i'm sorry dan stevens but it's just not it for me
2: (laughs) larry larry has his own grudges with the little mermaid because they got rid of his favorite lyrics and i don't blame him
0: because i have a whole like i (laughs) honestly larry i did not like ursula in this at all i thought melissa mccarthy was just playing Uh, a mean version of herself Let's get into, I, I, into I, I, Ursula. Just, let's,
1: yeah, let's get into it. She's uh, a big part. Yeah. We haven't talked about her at all yet. Yeah. Probably because we were moving m- towards the negatives here. Ursula. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's not as bad as Jafar to me. I still think <laughs> Jafar was worse in Aladdin uh, as agree. an adaptation. She's not as good as Gaston, actually. I actually think Luke Evans was a really fun, good Gaston, personally. Um, so I think he's better than this Ursula. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, like I, she's a weird, a weird mix for me because I don't think she's horrible. Like I don't think it's bad per se, but it's just not as good. Like, see, this is why you can't get away from the original. The original is just so larger than life. Like it's this big presence. She's an icon for a reason, and Pat Carroll just kills it, and the animation of her is so good. And Melissa McCarthy is trying to emulate her, and just not. Able to do it at all to me. Uh, I don't know, Tyler. How'd you feel about Ursula?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough because like Melissa McCarthy has always been one of those actresses that I've always rooted for in a sense because I do think she does have talent it's just that she usually just picks really bad roles like there's just there's just a like a it's a constant trend for every few good movies she has there's just as many that I like why did she agree to be in this movie usually it's the ones that involve her husband but that's a story for another time <laughs> but um as far as her performance here I, yeah I mean it was just Okay to me, I think that she is trying her best to capture that like wickedly, devilishly evil caricature, you know, personality type of Ursula, and you know, it, it doesn't measure up as well as, of course, Pat Carroll from the original, you know, nineteen eighty nine film. Uh, but yeah, it, it's it's just a very okay performance. It, it didn't blow me away. I mean, it's not even my favorite, probably Disney villain performance of the year because I would say Jude Law was much better and Peter Pan and Wendy. So good yeah so and man, what did that. you have to add?
0: <laughs> um, apart from the fact that she just felt like she was playing herself, I think <laughs> that it it was like I, I think that the makeup and you brought it up on Twitter, Larry, like you went off and you made a very valid point <laughs> like, That time lapse of them doing the makeup and the hairstyling on her. I'm like, but what did they do fam? Like that wasn't like, at least honestly, I understand why they kept her in the dark kind of because they didn't make her purple, you know, like I understand, but like make her purple, like let's do that because they could have added something. You don't know that. Um, I do think that a part, like the CGI problem with me was heavy on Ursula because her like, White hair would like flow with the water, but then the top of her like forehead would also flow with the water. And it just that's what I noticed more like with her than any of anybody else's hair, even maybe with Javier Bardem on top of that. But I don't know, I just think like she could have done so much more. She didn't take it there, it wasn't like an elevated performance from what she usually did and people are like oscar nominator for supporting actress for what i don't understand i like no offense like she's great i love (laughs) melissa mccarthy but you know like tyler you're right the the roles that she chooses like it's just it's very odd the trajectory of her career has been really odd um and i know for a fact that like like uh i forgot i think it was like they said that lizzo wanted to be ursula or something Mm -hmm. along those lines She did, right? Did she say it?
1: Yeah, she, like, yeah. did herself up in makeup and stuff, and she, and Melissa was chosen over, like, her and a couple other people.
0: Yeah, see, like, I could see Lizzle going over the top of making it her own, you know? So I agree, like, like, Melissa McCarthy tried to just copy and paste, and it doesn't work like that at <laughs> all, so... That was my rank.
2: Speaking, <laughs> speaking of Oscars, though, you think this is going to make the Oscars shortlist for oh best VFX? Uh,
0: it's good. It's just, it's not no. the greatest. It's not like Avatar: a, Way
2: of Water yeah. level. No, it's not even. Sorry, not too high because of that movie. It's not
0: even
1: on Wakanda Forever level to me. Like it's, yeah. and that was obviously a step down from Avatar. I'm sorry, everything underwater, almost everything looked. Well, nearly horrible to me still I know maybe it's not as dark Because some people are like oh you see it wasn't so dark Maybe it should have been darker because We needed to hide these edges uh, Especially <laughs> on rewatch there's this Part of Ariel where She moves and it literally, I it's like a glitch on the screen um, as they move from her real face to like the computer animated version of her as she moves. I don't know. It looked crazy. And I didn't notice it the first time I watched it, but I saw it the second time. I was like, what in the world? Uh, but the hair is so distracting because they tried to make it flowy, but it still comes. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't fit. And it looked like a lot of floating heads down there. And the worst part was Javier Bardem. Not just his acting, because that was uh about <laughs> as wooden and stiff as his triton, but he... Yeah, I don't
2: know. It was up with
1: him. His effects. I don't know why they didn't get the effects on him, even as good as they did Ariel and some of the others. He... It never looked natural. I don't know. He looked weird in the water. And then even when he comes above water, obviously for the ending portions, the hair and makeup and the the costuming all look like cheap and weird. And I was like, oh my God, he looks terrible on top of his really bland i Id- performance he i don't know that's a phoned in performance if i've seen one amanda how'd you feel about trey <laughs>
0: i'm scared to say this but i thought it was fine really? i mean you know what it was i i kind of liked i'm a sucker for a father-daughter storyline i've said this on other podcasts um and I think they were, it was good, but I think that Hallie brought more to the table than uh, Javier, uh, Javier, oh my god, Javier <laughs> Bardem did. Sorry. Javier,
1: you got the, the, the sea uh, food on the brain. <laughs> um,
0: I thought he was fine. I Then I went home and I watched the animated feature and Triton's just like larger than life and he's just such like a warm person. Uh, towards his daughters and that's something that did not carry over for triton so in hindsight watching the animated feature again i'm like oh he really didn't do a good job um so i take that back in my original <laughs> review after watching the animated feature
1: and his daughters who are not really in the movie at all they couldn't I even know. give us that little song the daughters yeah, of triton there was, it
0: was so cute there were so many
1: of them and they did nothing they all said like one word so i don't think simone ashley who's coming off of you know the biggest show on netflix i don't think had a single line in this film like i think maybe she nods her head when he like refers to her and then does nothing else
2: (laughs) yeah like i kind of forgot that she was even in it it. was
1: wild to me i was like they gave her literally nothing not even even a minute of screen time but tyler i i I know you feel similar to me Uh, what are your thoughts on try
2: Yeah, I mean, I just felt it was kind of like a really weirdly wooden performance. Like, I don't know what I just don't know what the direction was like given from the director. I suppose I don't know if Rob Marshall gave him any notes or what, or were they in this? Was he in the same room like when they filmed (laughs) this? As far as like or like what what was it? I just don't understand what the assignment was because I I just was very underwhelmed by pretty much everything with King Triton. Yeah. <laughs> which is a shame because Javier Bardem's, you know, such a fantastic actor. And I feel like he is one of the ones that was, I don't I don't want to say wasted, but just as far as like exciting performances from well-known actors, I think he was probably the, one of the most underwhelming of the entire film.
1: Honestly, he's had a bad run. Like Lyle Lyle Crocodile's probably his best <laughs> performance in a while. And that's saying something, you know, like at least he was alive in that movie compared to this or ricky ricardo like oh my yeah i mean
2: i mean i would i would say that maybe even like jacob tremblay or aquafina david diggs i think they had a much more expressive performance than their animals so (laughs) crustaceans so So
1: really uh, here's the problem i think i had and i know other people are kind of having is these They did give great performances, at least Davi Diggs and Jacob Tremblay. Aquafina. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's bad uh, when she's not rapping, um, because Skittle is already kind of an annoying character in the animated <laughs> <is>. original. Uh, Skittle <laughs> is always yeah. kind of annoying, so, you know, it's whatever. But Davi Diggs is so funny and so fun in this role, though uh, it kind of goes back to my problems with the remakes vocally he can't really hold a candle to the original Sebastian like the vocals just aren't quite there um Mm -hmm. but then Jacob Tremblay is giving this amazing performance that rivals the original Flounder I'd say easily but the performances don't match what you're looking at on screen so you see this little fish with this tiny little mouth barely moving um that you can barely see that has like this weird hair like the fin on his back looks like hair when he sticks his little head above the water. (laughs) Um, But so the, the, the great vocal performance doesn't match what you're watching. And same thing with V. Diggs, he's expressive and he's funny and fun. And then you have this weird little realistic crab that it's coming out of and you're like, what? Uh, I don't know. There's just a weird disconnect for me. Amanda, did you feel that? Or you, you didn't feel it. You don't care.
0: Um, I surprisingly, David was just like, he was one of my favorites, like just my favorite aspect. I laughed when like, you know, the same lines that were used, I thought he was really good. Um, I, my, my beef is mainly with what they did to flounder. (laughs) Like that's my beef right there. Cause I remember when they cast Jacob Tremblay and I'm like, Oh my God, His voice is perfect. It's going to be amazing to see him as Flounder. And then, you know, they destroyed the actual creature um, (laughs) of Flounder and make him cute. Um,
2: They're a photoreal now. That's like the thing they do now. Yeah,
0: I couldn't deal with that. But I think that Jacob did like such a good job that I was blinded by his voice kind of. And then that made me really love flounder. And I think that I just wanted to see more of flounder. I didn't think we got enough of him. Um, but yeah, I think David just, I think he did a great job with under the sea. Um, obviously nothing can come close to the original, but I was really impressed with what they did with under the sea because like, obviously in the animated, you can fill the frame more, um, with different, uh, different fish and, this, this one would be harder to do that, but I think they did a good job.
1: Oof, those visuals, though, on Under the Sea. Look. I don't, I don't uh, super imposing <laughs> Ariel into there. I was, oh, I was like, oh my, okay.
2: I was I was trying to just get sweep, uh, swept up in the nostalgia while it was playing. I
1: tried, but oh, <laughs> anytime she was on the screen. When she's not on screen, Under the Sea looks great, but when
2: they have to put
1: Ariel amongst yeah, the CG, I was like, oof, okay, uh... Tyler. I think
2: I think they I think they released that as a clip. They did. I remember, and that's
1: the thing. Uh, so this is why I compare this a lot to Aladdin because even the musical numbers I feel are per, I have the same issues with them. I think there's you know each film has one good singer. <laughs> we have Halle <laughs> Bailey and we have Naomi <laughs> Scott. Everybody else, this one. Mm, okay, but they feel so. Uh, I don't know. They like sparse down the instrumentals on the songs here. Like when you watch Aladdin and we get to Prince Ali, the. The animated version is huge, like they get huge with Prince Ali, and then in the new version, it just feels so small, it feels like kind of dinky, and I kind of felt that way, particularly about Kiss the Girl, so I like the visual of Kiss the Girl, but sonically, I'm like, wow, they just kind of like, they sparse it down so
2: much, yeah. I wasn't all that enthusiastic. it, but it looked beautiful. It looked
1: gorgeous, and
2: it—I uh, yeah. do
1: love that they changed this aspect of how he finds out her name. I actually thought was much better in the new version than it was in the <laughs> animated version, because he also was kind of like, "Oh, that's kind of a pretty name in the original," which is kind of like he kind of insults her <laughs> when he learns <laughs> her name. And in the new one, it's—it's it's much prettier. He's much more romantic. <laughs> about her name it's like damn i didn't i forgot prince eric kind of reading ariel for her name
2: <laughs> <laughs> i was i was randomly thinking about also during the film speaking as prince eric of uh because of the fact that at one point in time harry styles almost was oh, supposed god. to be prince eric oh, oh god
1: thank, thank god uh, would, least, so, yeah. could you
2: imagine no, if please, if this no. was, it was the exact same movie, but no. Prince Eric was, was, was I, <laughs> Harry? I, I Styles. It would be <laughs> zero
0: chemistry. I think oh. Hallie. He would
2: have. <laughs> he would have been the one doing the the Prince Eric song instead. I mean, maybe he
1: could have sang it a little bit better.
2: I don't know. Uh, but everything
1: else outside of that song, specifically, mm, oof, it would have been terrible. But speaking on "Kiss the Girl," let's talk <laughs> about a few of the changes made. So. Kiss the Girl had a few lyrical changes, though I thought they were very minor. Honestly, if you hadn't have told me beforehand, I would have hardly noticed that they changed anything in Kiss the Girl, lyric-wise. Mm-hmm. My big problem, as Tyler said earlier, was Poor Unfortunate <laughs> Souls. Souls. They cut out an entire verse of Poor Unfortunate Souls. Uh... And I don't really understand why. Because I get that they're trying to make it not as much about her going to the surface for a boy. Like, they're trying to play that down. And that whole verse is about, like, seducing a man. Um, But she's the freaking villain. And she's selling something to Ariel in her villain song. And there's nothing inherently offensive about that verse from Ursula. And even if there were something slightly offensive, she's evil. (laughs) I don't understand. And it's like the best part of that song. For me, it's like the the most quotable part of the entire film of The Little Mermaid. Oh, I was so annoyed in the theater. I I didn't know that they changed that song beforehand. I think they mentioned it, but I forgot or didn't see it. And I was so mad when they got to the end of Poor Unfortunate Soul.
2: Yeah, I think I think I heard that from people that were at CinemaCon that saw like you know extended stuff that 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 the verse was in the footage they saw at CinemaCon and they just what? omitted it from the from the film. That is so so crazy. I have I have to wonder. I mean, I have to assume they they filmed it or recorded it based on what people were saying from the stuff they saw at CinemaCon. Release the so. the full Ursula cut. Well, also it, it'll have to be extended cut. Yeah, partially.
1: That's like the funniest part of the song too. Like that's the comedic part. And you hired a comedic actress. So why not let Melissa McCarthy be funny in her song? And, you know, she had to interject it in weird other ways that didn't work as well. Um, And instead, you cut out, like, the part of the song where Ursula's being kind of funny. You know, she's being real cheeky. And then I did like the ending, though, with Ariel. So I don't want to spoil it, but. They make Ariel a little bit more proactive in mm-hmm. the ending climax that I actually really like uh compared to the original. Though if we're gonna change anything, we should have changed that end battle.
2: Oh, I was surprised they not? went they went there.
0: Like I that's what, what turned <laughs> me off the most, to be honest. I'm not gonna lie. Like everyone's really- like, oh, but the final battle was great. I'm like, no. where? Like, I don't know. I think because I watched the animated right after, I was like. Having Ariel, you know, like help Eric, kind of yeah. just changed that entire thing, and it didn't. It didn't make sense for her to do it on behalf of like her dad. I don't know. It was just a weird thing, but it did not look good. I, like
1: that, Yeah, know, the visuals anyway, were rough. That CG was really rough. Right? On, and it on
2: brought Ursula. Me,
0: it brought me back to, like, um, the At World's End, like, Pirates of the Caribbean battle, like, on the ships. And I'm like, that looks so damn good. And then we, like, this was just, it was whack. That's all I can say. Everyone's was always saying, like,
1: yeah, that we're making, you know, they're always like, oh, you have to make changes for for the medium, you know, so we can't have... Uh, you know, part of your world, we can't have, you know, jokey stuff in there anymore or Abu doing funny stuff. You know, they say all that. Why not change this? Like, giant Ursula is something you keep in the animation because you can pull it off and make it look fun and, you know, have fun mm-hmm. with in animation. In live action, it just comes across as ridiculous and looks horrible. Like, that's what you can... Ju- find out a different way to make that battle with Ursula. I don't know. That was wild. Yeah. <laughs> was it like, didn't change.
0: <laughs> I know.
1: Oh, but final thoughts, Manda. We've talked about the good, the bad, moving forward. It's looking like it's probably going to do big numbers at the box office because, well, it's a Disney Renaissance remake and they all do big numbers at the box office. So <laughs> what yeah. are your final thoughts about the little mermaid?
0: I really liked it. I think that the climate right now, there are not many like romance films. And I really appreciated the fact that they leaned heavily on their relationship. And like I said before, I like those changes and it made me like, believe in the disney magic again i know that's kind of like cliche to say but I, it really did and um i'm more just very happy for hallie bailey considering what she had to go through online um i hope this makes bank this weekend she deserves it and she's also going to be in the color purple which i'm really really excited for just to see her grow um but yeah i i really enjoyed it it's one of the better ones it's kind of like top three for me um that. Yeah, because it's not really saying much, though, because a lot of them have been misses. (laughs) Um, But uh, no, I'm sorry. I had to get that in. But I really liked it. I think uh, Jonah Howard King did a great job as well, and their chemistry carries the movie. All
1: right, Tyler, final thoughts? Yeah, I mean, overall,
2: I had as much fun of it with it as I expected to. It's definitely in the upper echelon as far as Disney live action remakes. I don't think I think it's probably at least top. Top ten. See, I'm trying I mean trying to think of like every one. I just recently saw Larry did a ranking that had like twenty something different <laughs> remakes. So I was as I was looking through that, I was like, Yeah, maybe at least top ten. Top as far as as far yeah it's definitely better than P, uh, the Peter Pan one on Disney Plus this year so it's the better of those two Disney live action remakes so far this year but um I'm glad that Halle Bailey is going to more than likely kill it as an actress going forward of course I would love for her to also continue doing music I think it would be a shame if she stopped doing music after just the amazingness of the music in this and just the you know the past stuff with her sister um I am uh, definitely interested. Maybe you think maybe we'll get a Little Mermaid two because you know it seems like uh, uh, some some of these other films they 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 might get a sequel or a spinoff. I mean and i know they got that lion king oh, one God. the prequel on on the, the way one, oh, so maybe we'll get a look a little mermaid too i know it or, made
1: money but nobody wanted a damn another lion king y'all like
2: or a uh, or an ursula spinoff show ooh, on ooh, disney why plus at least give us
1: the sequel like give us lion king two. that's one of my favorite like animated disney sequels because most of them are trash um and that one <laughs> i think is fun but they had to go with a Prequel, it's like, who are you going to get to voice Mufasa? I forgot who they even said they cast. Like, what are we doing? How are you going to emulate James Earl Jones? (laughs) Um, but I know Maina Musad is out here still swinging, waiting for a damn Aladdin. (laughs) Got himself in trouble with the Little Mermaid because he's swinging for a a, a Aladdin sequel. I think, have we just ditched Beauty and the Beast, even though that made an F ton of money too? have we thankfully just said, no, we're not going to do any sequel to that?
2: Well, I remember at one point in time, they announced they were doing a Gaston, like oh, LaFoon right. Disney Plus show. And they just kind of swept Which, that under the rug. I might
1: be okay with, to be honest. Like, they were my, probably my favorite part of that film was Gaston and LeFou. So, you know, if you're going to do <laughs> something, might as well be them. Uh <laughs>
2: Yeah, I, I also was very happy that Jody Benson had a oh, camera.
1: Yes, yes. I was, I literally just like beamed when she turned around and they, or the camera the ding- turned and showed the, her.
2: The dingle hopper. Yes.
1: I was like, yay, Jody! I'm so glad that she was like a part of all of this. Um, a, part
2: yeah. of a part of their world. part of their world.
0: Look at that. <laughs> look at done. that. <laughs> well
2: done, Tyler. <laughs> I'll be here all <laughs>
1: Well, that was our review of all of the live-action Disney remakes, as well as The Little Mermaid. <laughs> uh, much. I hope you all enjoyed our discussion here today. Let us know over on Twitter, on Instagram, or on Facebook, what did you think of The Little Mermaid? I know there's also a text line. You can send it in. Send in your thoughts. Keep, keep them somewhat civil. Y'all, wherever you decide to leave your thoughts, there's no reason for all this madness that's been going on with the Little Mermaid (laughs) discussions. But find us at Cinemania World Podcast across all of those platforms. Manda, let them know where they can come and find you.
0: Well, this was so much fun. I love that we actually uh, got into this. <laughs> um, you guys can always follow me over at AMX NDA Reviews on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. You can check out my website, candidxcinema.com, and my YouTube, Candid Cinema.
1: And Tyler, where can the folks find you?
2: Yeah, well, if you just search up my YouTube channel, it's Tyler Calvert. Very simple. It's just my name. Uh, reviews, reactions, rankings, a bunch of stuff is on there, including a more extended review of The Little Mermaid and some other new releases. Uh, and you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at it it's Tyler Calvert.
1: Perfect. And if you're looking for me, you can find me at Chili Boy Productions on YouTube for also my full-length Little Mermaid review. And as Tyler said, I did do a full 23 film ranking of Little live action remakes so check that out if you want to know where i put the little mermaid and then chili boy productions on instagram and chili boy yt over on twitter thank you all for watching or listening oops and I'll you <laughs> on the next one bye <laughs>